Welcome, everyone. I want to start by telling you why this podcast exists. Here's the thing. If you get out of bed in the morning, you are impacting someone with your life. We are telling a story, and every day is like one chapter in that story. The time will come when there are no more chapters to write, and the people we care about and the people that come after us will simply be reading our book. I don't know about you, but I am not that great of a storyteller, so I have to find an outline to follow. The most amazing outline that I have found is the one that Jesus gave us with his life. This podcast is about talking to people using that outline to write their own amazing stories. Our podcast is produced by Be Fun, Be Kind Podcasts. If you would like to explore podcasting yourself, Check out BeFunBeCon.com to learn how to create impactful conversation through podcasting. That's also where you can learn more about our mission and even partner with us through our journey. You can find us at BeFunBeCon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. We would also love if you would just share this podcast with someone. Let's get started. We are back today to continue our conversation about life coaching as it applies to Christian ministry, and today we're going to be specifically talking about how you can get involved with that. If you feel like impacting someone else or walking with someone else to help them improve their life is something that you want to be involved in, whether that's from a, a whether that's from an official standpoint, like you think that's part of your career choice that you would like to do, or you just feel like that's calling, that's something that you might be gifted at doing and pouring into other people and helping them improve their life from a Christian mindset. We're going to be talking about that today. And we do have Jeff Caliguire back with us today. We did a whole segment prior to this, and I really encourage you to go check that out. Great conversation, great material on what it actually means to be a life coach and how that actually impacts people. And we talked a little bit about burnout and, and several other things in that segment as well. So definitely go check that out. But we're going to be doing the other side of that uh, in this segment. And so, Jeff, it is good to have you back. And I know this is your field. This is what you do. You teach people to pour into other people's life as a life coach and, and really train them to apply the message of Christ you know, into improving their life. And so walk us through maybe how people can get started in that, why people should get started that if they're feeling that calling a little bit what sort of the first steps of them should be in thinking through this? Yeah, I, I was a pastor and I went into pastor pastoring because I wanted to pastor people. I wanted to help shepherd them into connection to, to God, to Jesus, as well as into their, their calling, their purpose. And so I pastored a church and I started to realize that the most effective way was really in more of a coach approach I actually have a picture on my desk. I'll show it to you right now. I know you can't see it, but it's a picture of my coach. We're carrying him off the field. And it reminds me of a couple things. It reminds me that you can turn around a game that's losing. And it also reminds me that a coach can change a life. John Wooden said, a great coach or a good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. And I, I don't think back when I started in being interested in the 1990s when I said I was a coach, everyone just figured I must be talking about football or basketball, certainly not ballet or, or gymnastics for me. But 
But coaching has been growing at an exponential rate because I think people are seeing the effectiveness of it as well as recognizing there's this need for people in our lives who are there to journey with us to become who we're really supposed to be. Yeah, I agree with you. I have seen a lot of people impacted by involving a life coach in their life or some some sort of coach in their life, whether it's relationship coach or how, however and whatever that worked for them, but they've been impacted and, and benefited in so many ways by involving that in their life. And I also think you're right in that this is something that we've really seen come on board in the last couple decades, but it, my goodness, it makes sense. Why did it? Why is it taking us so long to get to that point? We all have, we all have different skill sets, and we all have different needs. And so, I don't know. I just feel like it, it makes sense to have someone pour into your life that has a skill set of helping you walk through a particular area of your life that you're really needing help. In some ways, it's surprising to me that it's it's taken us this long in society to understand that concept. Yeah. Yeah, I've been coaching for 16 years. I've now been coaching 20 years and training coaches the last five, but I'd been coaching for 16 years and I'd never asked the question, what is a coach? What's the derivation of the word coach? Do you, have you ever thought about that question or no, do you know that? I. I, ha- I have it. No. Enlighten us. Yeah, I looked it up, and it actually comes from a little town in Hungary that was named Coach. Actually spelled something like K-O-C-S-I, but they pronounced it Coach. And in Coach, they made these transportation vehicles that were like coach and buggies or stagecoach that helped someone go from where they are to where they needed to go. And in coach, they made them with springs, so they smoothed out the bumps. And as I thought about it, I thought, that's what a great coach does. A great coach helps someone go from where they are with clarity to where they need to go, and then they help them smooth out the bumps. And so that's why I'm really loving and passionate about helping raise up coaches as spiritual leaders who help people go to where God wants them to go. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I definitely did not know that. That's uh, Yeah, that's cool to hear the historical points on that. I, I think at some point in time, we've all been curious about what, what our passion should be or how we should spend our life, what we should do. And I think if you're at the point where you are realizing you're feeling called to do something in this arena, pour into other people and, and guide them in, in a life coaching type of way, how do you... How do you identify what areas you can or you should help people in? And I'm sure that's something that you work through. And there's a lot of different parts of life that we need to get right. And so are you identifying it just on like your particular skill set or how do you approach that with people that come to you? Yeah. So for a coach to help somebody else, is that what you're, you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a coach and you're trying to figure out what area you can be most impactful in helping people in, how do you figure out what the area yeah. should be for you? Yeah. So, so that's where the coach model is very important. So like the way we do our coach training is actually each person in the program has a mentor coach. And the mentor coach works with the coach to unlock that within them. My friend David Gibbons, who pastors New Song Church, talks about the difference between education and extraction. And education is where here's wisdom, here's ideas. Extraction draws that out. So what we do with our coaches is we help extract 
their story, because a lot of times what you coach will come out of your story, uh, will help them understand their passion, who they really want to help, who has that problem, who's the niche. But in, in training coaches, it's really important because you could just say, well, I'm a coach. Who needs a coach? You need a coach when you've got a certain problem or issue that can be addressed by working with a coach. So we definitely help our coaches get clear on that and work through that. And sometimes it comes really quickly. Sometimes it takes some time. But having someone in your life that can help you do that makes such a difference. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Do you typically see people coaching in areas that they have struggled with in the past? Or do you typically see people coaching in areas that they're just really good at? So I don't know. Let's maybe give some examples here. Let's say that you're really good. You've been married for 30, 40 years. You've got the whole marriage thing down. You're helping other, you're helping other couples develop great relationships and walk along that journey from a coaching perspective. So that's one example. Yeah, great question. Sometimes that is definitely the case, but there's a difference between a mentor and a coach. A mentor is somebody who has had that journey. They've been they've climbed the mountain that you're wanting to climb. They've they've been married for a long time and it's been a successful marriage. They've built an entrepreneurial business. They've started a church or a ministry. They can serve as mentors because they've been down that. I coach some people who do things that I've never done. Uh, never been a CEO of a company, never been run for a political office, never run a huge financial firm. And I coach people who are, they know their business, but it's really important. And the reason we train coaches in what are called the eight coaching habits is we want you to be able to coach anybody. And so that could be someone in high school who's trying to figure out what to do with their life, or it could be someone getting ready to retire, or it could be a CEO. But so there are certain coaching habits that, are, that we train that are important to learn or become better in if you're already somewhat of a coach. It definitely is important to then know, like, what's the niche that really seems best for me? And sometimes it's if, if you've led a church, be a coach to pastors. If, if you've been a missionary, be a coach to missionaries. If you've been an entrepreneur, sometimes it makes sense to be a coach to entrepreneurs. So that, I think it, it's a yes and yes, in those. Things. I actually think that's a really interesting point. So you're talking about the difference between a mentor and someone that is actually coaching you through something. I think a lot of people may find confusion in that and may misunderstand that the two distinct roles and, and how the and how they can both benefit each other. And yeah, let, maybe actually let's spend just a second talking about that and how people should identify. With that, you realize that you want to do something to impact people. How do you maybe figure out, okay, is this a mentorship thing that I want to walk through and help people in? Or is more of the coaching side something that I'm interested in? How do people figure that out and make that decision? We, we say something in, in coaching, in that in coaching, the, there's an expert in the room, and the expert is not you, the expert is the client. 
So when you're wanting to be unearthed and unlocked and you're wanting clarity on your calling or clarity on how to overcome some of the things holding you back in confidence or issues of leadership, then a coach who's a really good coach is going to unlock those things inside of you. When you're wanting to learn knowledge about how to grow a certain kind of business, and, and there's people in your life who've been down that road, they're older or they've had experience, and you can find people like that, they're worth their weight in gold. Find a mentor. But And, and I have both. I have a counselor. I have a coach. I have a mentor. I, I tell my wife it takes a village for me. And so it's important to know what you need when or if you need all of them, you know, like don't be embarrassed that that you have to ask who not how one of the best questions i think in coaching is not just asking how do i do something but who knows how to do this or who can help me do this okay no that's helpful that's really helpful i think that makes sense and i think that'll add some clarity for the people listening to this as well something that i love about this and i love about you know just this industry of coaching and walking people intentionally through life is the proactive nature of this. And and we talked about this a little bit in our previous segment, but I think so many things like counseling and, and a lot of different things are reactive. Like we've gotten to a tough point <laughs> in our life and now we're needing to fix it. We're, we're needing to figure out how to get out of this tough point that we're in. For so long, it seems that we have avoided, man, how do I not get in these tough situations? <laughs> and I feel like coaching uh, is yeah. a great remedy yeah. to that. It's the, if you don't change your oil and rotate your tires and tune up your car once in a while, don't be surprised it's going to break down. Back in the 1970s at University of Pennsylvania, a psychologist named Martin Seligman introduced the whole concept of positive psychology. For so long, psychology was, it was about when you had problems, when you had burnout, when you had bipolar disorders. And he introduced the concept that why don't we study and figure out health? And so part of what I'm passionate about is how do we help people do what Jesus said and live the abundant life? And so you don't wait until you're broken to get a coach or get a counselor. Have it be part of your life to be at your best. And uh, and that's where coaching isn't an acknowledgement of a defeat. It's a sense of I'm ready to grow to the next level and I want to work with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you made a, a call out to that's an example that that the that Jesus set for us and man I think that is so true and I think that is a really cool a really cool point in the message of of Christianity the message of Christ is the intentionality that he had in showing people how to live life and I think people were so impacted by that that Obviously, we're able to have this discussion around that 2000 years after the, this message started but he so did. If you think about it, in a way, he was he was a phenomenal life coach. <laughs> if you think about it, in, in the he sense, was. yeah. In that, no, there's so many ways in which Jesus coached. There's so many ways in which Jesus coached, and so even like discipleship is a life on life transformational relationship. 
And in today in business, and a lot of times, I mean, there's discipleship going on that we don't necessarily call it discipleship. We can call it coaching or mentoring, but it is discipleship, especially when you're working with a coach who cares about the deeper parts of your life. Like we talk about it and in, in we train coaches as the transformational elements. You certainly have the coaching around results and goals and activity, but then you have coaching that gets to your emotion that gets to your beliefs and your sense of calling. The deepest is a sense of getting to your identity. And that's where, like, my own calling is to raise up coaches who can work on that level with people. And and I feel like coaching does involve the spiritual. And so getting to that level really is what brings change. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like I've had several conversations around that specifically. It's the level of deepness in the impact that you have with people versus just the general broad impact that we have. And I think that, again, going back and and referencing the life of Jesus, I think think that is 100% where his impact came from. And I, I don't know why I feel like sometimes we focus on like the Sermon on the Mount and, and some of the big picture sermons that he did, but that is not where his ministry was built. His ministry was built in deep focus on the few people around him and showing and telling them how to go and model that same thing out with other people. That was what was so phenomenal about what he did. And I think we forget that sometimes. And Jesus was a master of asking penetrating questions. And one of the main competencies of of coaching is learning to ask deep, penetrating questions. Uh, One of my favorite quotes comes from Jonas Salk, who invented the polio vaccine, who said, what most people think of as the moment of discovery is really the discovery of the question. You ask the right questions, you get the right answers. And Jesus, often when people came to him, he didn't just tell them things. He didn't give them, just do this. Who do people say that I am? He drew them out with questions. And that's where the growth of coaching, I really believe, is also about leadership development through drawing out the leadership within people by asking penetrating questions. Yeah, that is definitely true. He also helped people identify what was important to them in really unique ways. And so one of the things that, that comes up for me in along, that, along those lines is the guy that came up to Jesus and said, what can I do? What should I do to follow you? And he said, I've, and Jesus gives him different examples. And he's like, oh, my goodness, great. I've done all these things since my birth. And Jesus said, oh, well, there's one thing left that you have to do. You need to give everything you own to the poor and follow me. And wow, man, what a penetrating statement. And I think that I can just see that. I can imagine that moment happening and that guy just feeling that his center and that his thought process was so shaken and was so off by that. And so I think that's a great example. Well, and one of the, one of the, the things of spiritual maturity is actually talks about in Ephesians, instead of being swayed around by he, here and there of, of thoughts, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we grow into the head. And so like part of even a coaching competency is learning when to hold up a mirror and speak truth to people. And Jesus was very adept at that. And like one of the things in in training coaches, I'm always encouraging them, speak your truth. Don't tell people what to do, but if you see something call it out. And that, and Jesus was that. We need people in our lives who will speak 
the truth to us. And who can do that for you? And that's where, again, a great coach uh, is someone who's going to call out all that you can do as well as challenge you. And Jesus modeled that. On that topic, I feel like vulnerability is something that we have maybe started to struggle with more of a society from a societal standpoint than we have in previous decades. I don't know this. This is just something that I feel like I've noticed in various sections of my life. And I don't know, it could be we're dealing with social media and things like that for the very first time, and we're not seeing the real the real face of people a lot. And so I feel like this may be why we have seen such a need for someone, a life coach, to, to really come along and help us be vulnerable, help us grow, and help us see things from our life that we are not able to identify, and we don't have people in our life now as much that can help us be vulnerable. And that's why I'll tell people I believe coaches are today's new spiritual lead. Not the only spiritual leaders for sure, but they can be with people in the boardroom. They can be with people in career transition. They can be with them in their health issues or in their relationships. Instead of being removed where we, we tend to have shallow conversations, the coach is actually hired to bring depth into your life. And so there's, there's a real value. I, I have a coach. I've been coaching for 20 years. I, I need it. And I would say if that's something you've never experienced, test it out. Go to wetraincoaches.com and there's a place if you're looking for a coach or if you're wanting to become a coach, there's an assessment. But try it out. I can't not do I can't do without a coach at this phase in my life. I've got too many things I'm trying to do and I need a, that safe place to process. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I wanted to actually talk about what that looks like for people uh, getting started or or, or getting exposed to your program. Uh, What are maybe the first couple steps to that if they're listening to this and they're thinking, oh, man, this kind of sounds neat. This sounds interesting. I'd I'd like to understand and know if this is right for me. I know you mentioned filling something out, but maybe walk us through a bit deeper what what someone would go through in ramping up. Yeah, so if you go to wetraincoaches.com, take the assessment, is coaching for me? But in there, it's going to ask you questions. Do people like confide in you and tell you things like, I've never told anyone this before? Do, do you find yourself being incredibly curious about what makes people tick? Are you wanting to help people succeed in their potential? Have you been through pain in, in health or in leadership or in relationships and you're wanting to help others avoid that and you feel like you want to be expert in that. And like you could certainly put a shingle out and say I'm a coach, but I feel like what we're doing is we're mentoring coaches because more is caught than taught. So our coaching program, our second uh, pillar that we call it, our first pillar is spiritual formation of the coach. Our second pillar is providing uh, a mentor coach where you experience your own coaching and then you learn to coach by being coached. But I think there's people who've thought, well, I never thought about being a coach. And yet people who have in ministry are doing it on the side. There's people who are doing it as they retire. People who are doing it in their 20s, they want to coach people who are like in, in their the great resignation. You've got so many people leaving jobs. And there's a super, huge need for coaches in the marketplace, in, in churches. So I think the reason coaching is growing as fast as it is is because it works and because there's a huge need for it. So if, if that resonates with you, just go take the assessment and ask, is this for me? 
Yeah, no, great. Appreciate you walking us through that. How can people follow you? And just if they just want to stay in touch with your content and, and what you're doing, what and where should people go to follow and keep up with your content? Yeah, you can certainly take download a thing called 10 Days to Grow Your Confidence, which is at wetraincoaches.com. Uh, or you can go to jeffcaliguire.com where I blog and there's some books you can download there. And then once you download them, then we're on. You, you, I send out a, every Monday uh, a leadership development email that's just a quick tip on growth or on coaching. And Or if you're part of an organization and you're like, wow, I want to examine this and see how coaching can come into our organization, reach out to me at jeff at wetraincoaches.com because we're doing this and bringing and training coaches within companies and organizations. Yeah, and that's actually a good point. A lot of companies are waking up to this right now and realizing the importance from an efficiency, from a productivity standpoint, and having their their employees or staff be rolled into this. Yeah, that's also a really good point. If you're involved in a company or own a company or in the HR part of a company, this could be a really good fit to at least check into a little bit more, I think. Yeah, and, and part of the conversation is just seeing how can coaching help with your issues of turnover or, or burnout or people not being engaged. And I believe that coaching and training managers and leaders how to coach and develop their people and develop new leaders is just a huge need and a potential for really incredible things for high return on investment within company. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Jeff, this has been really great. I appreciate you coming on. I've enjoyed this conversation. This has been helpful for me, but I absolutely encourage our audience to, my goodness, check out some of your content, visit your website. Also, if you didn't catch the first episode of this, go back and do that because it's a good preliminary discussion to this. But if you're interested at all in pursuing this from a career or just an interest standpoint in, in impacting the people around you in this way. Jeff is a great resource and is a great resource for this. So definitely go check out his website and his content. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us in this series as we explore more about who Jesus is. So much in our society has been influenced by his life in some way. Something I think about is that if I wanted to be the best painter I could possibly be, I would probably find the best painter in history to pattern after, maybe Leonardo da Vinci. If I wanted to create a really cool computer company, I would probably follow Steve Jobs. Plus, I don't know, apples are my favorite fruit, so that sort of makes sense. If I wanted to live the best life I possibly could, not just a good life, not even just a great life, but the best life, I would try to find someone who lived life perfectly. The only person I know of who has done that is Jesus. If you heard something today you're curious about, you have questions on, or you simply want to learn how to apply the message that Jesus gave us to your own life, I invite you to reach out. You can contact us just by going to our page at befundbecon.com forward slash Jesus taught me that. I'll see you on the next episode.